Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 1st of November, 2013, and this is episode 49. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, Thor comes out tonight, essentially, really, because um, I know that they're doing midnight screenings here in in Canberra in some places. Are they doing any of those? I think they're actually doing a 6.45 screening. Oh, really? Around here, yeah, like an advanced 3D screening. Not going to that because we're recording. Ah, yeah, the... That sucks. <laughs> so, uh, by the time everybody listens to this show, we will have already seen it. That's true. Uh, but in, in this time, at this point in time, we we're still yet to have seen it. So, are you looking forward to it? Do you think this is going to be a good movie? Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm ambivalent towards it. I think uh, I, I'm not I'm not like excited about it like I am about pretty much every other Marvel movie that's coming out. But right. I'm still in, I'm interested. Let's, let's put it that way. I'm interested, but unexcited. Okay, that's fair. Look, I'll be honest. The only thing that I'm looking forward to is Cat Denning's boobs. <laughs> I'm not sure that I can say that, but I just did. So, <laughs> what's that? It's out there. I think that I think that's the sound of your wife canceling your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she knows how I feel about Cat Denning's boobs, and uh, <laughs> let's just be let's be honest. It, they they are very impressive. Uh, the rest of the movie, however. Not sure that it will live up to that. Well, standard. I think what would probably be uh, for you a close second, for everyone else probably number one, is the fact that Chris Eccleston is also in the movie. That is true. As, I think he's an even main villain. He is definitely a villain in this piece. Okay. Uh, so that hopefully uh, having a bit of bit of the Eccle in there will help uh, bring up the quality from the not quite disaster that was Thor one. <laughs> Are you saying you it's going to bring it to Cat Denning's boobs level? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, I probably would not have put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that it's making you feel awkward. Uh, this is, I, I like to do these things to you, to you, Bean, just to see to put, keep you on your toes, make sure that you're uh, you're still awake. So is this is this revenge for for me exposing your My Little Pony love? I'm not about exposing. Trying to force it on me, yeah, maybe. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's talk about news, shall we? Yeah. Um. So, uh, I guess as as a good a good flow topic we have is uh there there is some news that came out about the latest Star Wars movie or the right. newest Star Wars movie. Latest implies it's already out. Newest Star Wars movie. Uh, and that's that Michael Arndt. So do you say his name? Arndt? I think that's that that sounds right enough. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Mike. Uh, that Mike is no longer writing the script. Uh, so does that mean he's finished, or does that mean like they that he's he's left? I think in a huff. I, I think it's more that they've removed him in a huff. Uh, um. Well, again, you know, it's one of those things. It, uh, with 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 announcements like these, there's always the you know oh, he just wanted to spend more time with his family type comments that you know mean absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, 
But they can't say that they fired him. Yeah. They've, they've got to. They've got to just say that he left on you know on relatively good terms because otherwise, otherwise, people get worried about the uh, about the movie. Yeah. Um. So what, what we had like what a uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the president of Lucasfilm, she said something along the lines of, "I'm very excited about the story we have in place and thrilled to have Larry and JJ working on the script." And that that's, um, obviously JJ Abrams, and the other screenwriter is Lawrence Kasdan, who did. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. So he's definitely got some experience with uh, with Star Wars flicks then. Exactly. Uh, and good Star Wars flicks, that's true. supposedly. That's true. So uh, like he's essentially written the ones that weren't written directly by George Lucas. Right. Which is, you know, four and then probably one through three. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so so there's been a bit of a change and, and it, it's not really sure if this means that they're starting from scratch. Or kind of taking a bit of what um, Mike has written and are building on that. Because obviously if they're starting from scratch, that means either they're going to be working really hard really quickly or things are going to be pushed back. Look, if the stuff that we've heard previously about the script is anything to go by, uh, I don't think that they'll be starting from scratch because from what what we've heard... Um, the original story for this particular episode was written by George Lucas, right. right? So he put together the the actual story, I get like an outline, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they brought in scriptwriters to actually do the script work and you know write the actual script. Um, so I don't think we'll be right starting from scratch from scratch, like completely completely new story or anything like that. Like that seems unlikely, especially given that Kathleen Kennedy, uh was um you know was basically praising the script the the praising the story that they already had right you know they're happy with the story that they've got in place and yada 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 that suggests to me that the story at least is going to stay the same um and that that maybe the the actual script work that that Michael Arndt was was doing wasn't up to up to what JJ wanted for the story and i guess what you know um Lucasfilm wanted as well Disney. Um, so, I mean, it, it makes sense that they would pull him off and, and, and hand it back to, hand it back to, uh, you know, the people that are, that, that they, that they trust with the, with this particular story. Uh, and it's very possible that JJ is ac- himself has actually pulled it away. Um, he does tend to like to have, uh, some control over the things that he produces. Right. Uh, and directs, um, I don't know. It just seems like it. It, it seems to me that we'll still be getting the same story. It just might be, you know, slightly different to what the original, uh, the, what the current draft script looks like, um, which I don't think is anything to really be con- too concerned about at this stage. Well, you know, I think for me, I don't mind if I have to wait a bit longer. Like, obviously, yes, I'd love to have Star Wars right now and as much of it as possible, but. You know, if if it has to go six months, an extra six months, but it's better, I'd much rather have that. You know what I mean? You know, look that that seems to make like that's that makes sense, and uh, I I I don't necessarily think that they that they will uh, they will jeopardize this film. Like this is this is something that uh, that Disney wants to get right. Uh, that JJ will want to get right because this is a huge thing for him. Right? Um, this is a film that. This is kind of like Star Trek, except he's like it's something that he 
was into as a kid, right? Because he there was a whole thing about how he was into, like he was he was a Star Wars guy right. when he start when he was working on the first Star Trek reboot. Um, when he was doing that film, there was uh, there was all this talk about how he was a, he was you know he was a Star Wars fan, um, and you know some of the some of the critiques that the film got was that you know some of the aliens were a bit too Star Warsy. <laughs> Uh, and not not Star Trekky enough, I guess, is the technical term. <laughs> uh, they, they didn't have that Trekkian quality about them. Yeah. So, um, but this this is a, like Star Wars is is a film franchise that JJ loves, and that only means one thing: he's going to want to get it like exactly right. And yeah. so, uh, and so I like I, I think that regardless of the outcome regarding time uh and you know who writes the script or anything like this it's going to be it's it's going to be something that jj pours his heart and soul into um so i think i think that we can we can expect good things from it yeah i agree and as, as far as star wars is concerned so what you're saying is great things are on the horizon. I, I understand. I think I think we all get what you're trying to say. Great things, but you know, but you know, this is Star Wars we're talking about. So uh, lower your expectations. Well, no, no I, I think you need to realize that that Star Wars is my apple. <laughs> so, yeah, but this is why this is why I give you a hard time about it, B, because I know that you like it so much. So <laughs> therefore, I have to make sure that I'm heard. Well, because yeah, jelly, I, jelly. I don't. No, 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 no. I think we all get it. We all get it. You know, there can't be. Not every movie can be, can be My Little Pony. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of things that aren't My Little Pony, uh, did, did you happen to see the latest Captain America trailer? I did. I did see the latest Captain America trailer. Uh, you you tweeted it uh, earlier this week, That's and, true. and uh, I guess that we... was what put me onto it. Yes, so good work there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm a little underwhelmed by it. Are you? I'll, I'll let you make your arguments, and then I'll destroy them. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's nothing specific. Like I can't say. Like I can't point you to a like a specific. Uh, shot or anything like that that makes me feel that that way. Um, it like it it could very well be a good movie, but I feel like some of the personality of Captain America has changed somewhat. Um, he seems to have gotten a lot darker than when than even when what he was in in Avengers, right? Um, and that's slightly saddening to me because he like he the character of Captain America is is of kind of utmost importance and i am i am kind of worried from this trailer that they're trying to go down the like they're trying to take him down a, a grittier route right. and i don't i don't want that to happen uh like uh, there, there was one line that really kind of got me that right because there was the whole thing about this the whole thing about the start at the start of the trailer with scarjo and she asks him what if, if he's doing anything later or something yeah, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, my my whole barbershop quartet is dead, and so no." And I'm just like, "Whoa, that's that's really uh, <laughs> that's really bleak from from like from a dude who is like you know who, who is generally fairly uh, not happy go lucky, but you know he's he's usually fairly um, upbeat 
compared to most of the other Avengers. I, I hear that, but I, th- I think in this specific situation, it's not like he says it and then has a bit of a cry and cuts <laughs> himself and then jumps off the plane. I, I think he says it in kind of like, he, he definitely it is, it is dark humor, but it is still obviously said with a bit of a, a lighter tone to it. Right. But, which, and, but you and, can imagine he's dealing with a lot, Jelly. <laughs> he is dealing with a lot. And I understand that. And maybe that's, maybe that will come through a little bit more in the movie itself. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like they're, they're going, uh, they're, they're getting a slightly different feel to it than the original, uh, the original movie and the, uh, and, uh, his, his, you know, his stuff in, in the Avengers. Um, and I kind of don't want that. I want it to be. I want it to be like as kind of light as the original one was. It wasn't. It wasn't super light, but it was. There was kind of a good balance there. No, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, but I, I think at the same time, when when it comes to trilogies, usually the second one has a bit more, I guess, development, and that's always a bit. It's not not grittier. It's it's usually a bit more solemn. Um, yeah, and look, I, and I mean, I completely understand that. I mean, this is the first the first solo movie that we're we've gotten since since uh, his you know the plane went down in the original Captain America, right? Uh, in the fir- in the first movie. Now, given that they had they never really had the opportunity in, in Avengers to really explore how he felt about that, right? There was there was a little bit of an opening scene there. Uh, where 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 he was punching the like the punching bag and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was a few comments made here and there and and stuff like that. But as a general rule, uh, we didn't really get to explore that once he kind of joined the team, which was almost immediately. Once that had happened, we started you know seeing him interact with the other members of the team, and so there was very little exploration of how he felt about the plane crash. And I, right. I, I I feel like this is something that we're probably going to be delving into in this particular movie. And to be fair, like that, I mean, and if we are, it kind of makes sense that there's going to be some some dark stuff in, in there to a certain extent because that's, I mean, that's got to come out. It has to come out. I, I think as well, the uh, the story arc that they're trying to tell with the, uh, the Winter Soldier is also a pretty... Um, dark storyline for Steve Rogers as well, like for Captain right. America. Like right. it, it's it's you know as much as always having a villain is a bad one. This one specifically more so than any of the others. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to say as little as possible because it's one of those things. Like anyone who's read the comics, it's a it's a very obvious thing what's going on. But for those who haven't, I'm I'm being being kind. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so let, there's... look, I, I completely understand what you're saying because I I know I know what you're talking about. That being said, some of our listeners don't, and so therefore we won't go into too much detail. Um, but yeah, it, like it, it is like the whole thing is is going to be a little darker than than what we're used to with Captain America. I've also heard a good point. Someone pointed out that I think Captain America is the one that they're having the ability to kind of play around with the style of movie, right? Um, like you know, so obviously Captain America, the first one was kind of was it was a period piece essentially. Uh, and a war drum all at the same time. Yeah. And this one is more of like a, like it feels, at least the trailer made it seem much more like it's just like a drama rather than, you know, uh, like an Iron Man style superhero movie. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's interesting. And I like, I would, I would definitely agree with you on the, on the whole thing about the original being like a, a period war drama. 
war. Yeah, yeah period war drummer. That sounds yeah. good. Uh, this one is definitely is is definitely different. I mean, they're obviously all action. They're obviously both action movies and to a certain extent sci-fi. I kind of use that word with a grain of salt because it's kind of sci-fi, but it's not really yeah. in, the, in the typical sense. Look, I, I think that you know, and you know, to to kind of cut this short so that we can move on to some of the other topics. I think you know, I think that Captain America is still has the possibility of being a good film. I am kind of un- underwhelmed by the trailer. It just feels like a, to me, it feels a little bit like a generic action movie trailer. Uh, lots of action and stuff done, you know, done to the music and stuff like that. Scarlett Johansson with flat hair, <laughs> straightened hair. She kind of. Yeah, I I kind of liked her look in the Avengers, and I'm, it makes me sad that she's she's gone for the straight hair with this one. That they've well, they've gone with the straight hair with this one. But uh, well, I, I'm I'm happy to see to wait and see what the movie looks like next year when we when we okay. get to go and see it. I, I think there's just one thing I have to make sure we agree on. Did you enjoy the elevator scene where where he goes before we get started? Does anyone want to leave? I, that was that was kind of good. Okay, just just want to double check we were on the same page for that one. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, so the other trailer that got released this week is X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, so this is the first real trailer that we've seen uh, for the for the movie. We've seen some other stuff come out for it. Like there was a there was a um, there was some teaser stuff and some viral stuff. Like they they did a, a website for Trask Industries or something yeah. like that. And I think even Brian Singer may have released uh, may have released like a Vine. Or, or, or yeah. something something like that, like a short, you know, six to ten second video of just random little clips. So this is the first actual trailer that we've seen for this. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about it? I, mean, I, I think I feel the way you felt about the Captain America trailer, underwhelmed. Uh, I don't know. Like nothing really happened. Like it's not like you can go, that scene was really cool. And it's, it's just a lot of them staring at each other's eyes. And you know, saying <laughs> saying dramatic lines like and looking you know, sad, yeah. Lead me, Logan. You know, have patience with me. No, do patience what, is not my strong suit. Something I, like that. Now you have to do for me what I did for you. Yeah, like that doesn't none of that mean. Like there, there's nothing there where you go, oh my gosh. You know, at least with the Captain America one, even you being underwhelmed, there was there were some parts where you're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. There's yes. no, like this is, it's an it's supposed to be it's a superhero movie and there's no part of it where you go, man that 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 was that was definitely super right there. And look, to be fair, it the Captain America has Scarlett Johansson in it, so it it automatically wins my wins my support. <laughs> uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, on the other hand, doesn't have Scarlett Johansson in it, but it does have it does have a few other good actors and actors and actresses in it, uh, like for instance Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. And yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, uh, and a whole bunch of other people. I think I think you're forgetting Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, he's, uh, he's we, we see we've seen a lot of him recently. Let's be honest. Yes, and oddly enough, always without his shirt on. He does like to be shirtless. I, I'm 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 relatively sure. I, I I would be surprised if there's a movie he's been in where he he keeps his shirt on the whole time. <laughs> Maybe he's allergic to to the fabric that they make him wear. <laughs> Have you ever thought of that being he might be in discomfort? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mr. Jackman, if you can hear me, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so look, I I would agree with you. Like the the trailer doesn't really leave uh doesn't really give you much to go on. Um uh, I mean we we know 
a little bit more about how the time travel works because there was the whole there's a mention in it where he where Wolverine says okay so I'm going to get put into my younger body so the right. time travel the way that they're going to do the time travel is by some sort of mind transference I guess um as you do so there's not going to be any you know dual Wolverine uh action or at least <laughs> not that we know of <laughs> what was that look for? It's just a weird way to say that. <laughs> uh, there's not going to be any uh any, you know, two Wolverines going going, <laughs> going <laughs> <laughs> That just made it worse. Oh, uh, yes it did. <laughs> <laughs> there will never be any dueling wolverines right? <sighs> yes there will there won't be any dueling <sighs> so for those of you who were thinking that you were going to get some uh some dueling wolverines uh you were going to be sadly disappointed i think i think everybody will be sadly disappointed at that because let's be honest we all want to see wolverine fight himself that would be <laughs> Possibly the uh, the greatest action scene of all time, but like so, so. But that's all that we really know. Like we got a whole bunch of shots of people looking sad. Like I said, uh, we got some you know some very some lines that were written to sound as if they were really poignant, but weren't. Yeah, because we, we uh, have no context. <laughs> we have no context, right? And we had a shot of uh, of Patrick Stewart looking at at, at James McAvoy, uh, and you know, obviously, the both of the, both of them play Xavier um, at various stages of his life, saying something along the lines of "We need you to hope again," which is the stupidest line ever. Yeah, no, Look, no context I, I to make to, that good. <laughs> I have to be honest. Uh, this movie is not at all like this trailer it does not at all make me feel excited about the film like yeah. not even not even I, slightly i remember the, the the end of of the uh the wolverine like that made me super excited about this movie like just that that brief little you know the you know right. peek at what's to come i was like oh my gosh and this is like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and the thing is is that they really really need us to be excited about this movie because a lot of the fans of the x-men like of x-men and stuff like that are somewhat disappointed with the with the state of the x-men film franchise because yeah. it's so convoluted and filled with inaccuracies and uh continuity problems and just it's a major screw up as far as um as far as like a a world of films go and this some film is supposed to fix it so you need to make us excited about it so we all go and watch it so that we all walk away and go oh that that saved the franchise now right. let's have good movies from here on yeah and that's not to say that the film will be awful but my level of hope for this film did actually go down based on this trailer okay that's all i've got to say about it yeah well you know what i i don't understand why they keep bringing back brian singer to do these movies well to be fair he was the he was pretty he was the one that was at the helm at pretty much the only two good x-men movies but see i i didn't think i i thought they, they were probably better they were better than three and x-men origins wolverine but they weren't good. They weren't really good in comparison. You know what I mean? No, but they were. They were better. Um, and the original X Men is is pretty widely received as bit probably being one of the better ones. 
Um, I mean, that's you know, it's it's all relative to one another, and you know, the whole the whole franchise, the franchise as a whole, is a lot worse than some of the uh, some of the other franchises that are out there. Like, let's say the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and and, and some of the stuff that DC is trying to do, like uh, like you know, and like the, like the Batman films. Um, not that that's what they're trying to do now, but as a general rule, the the stuff that Fox is doing with Marvel uh, Marvel properties like uh, Fantastic Four and X Men are significantly lower in quality than any of the other superhero films that are out there at this at this stage. Yeah, except for maybe Green Lantern. Green Lantern is possibly one of the worst superhero films of all time. Do you know? I didn't think it was terrible. Like I, I didn't think it was good, but I didn't think it was as terrible. Like it had its moments. Like there were there were definitely parts of the movie that I enjoyed, and I think probably because of Brian Reynolds, is, I thought it was great. But just the movie itself was had issues. Yeah. Look, I'm just looking forward to him playing Deadpool. Yes. You I hear they they're actually talking about about um, bringing that back out of the woodwork again I, I would be quite happy with that apparently apparently according to the the article that i read the other day um they need it they need a lot of leeway from the from the studio because apparently it names studio executives because the whole breaking the third wall business fourth, fourth, wall, fourth wall breaking the fourth wall i don't know what the third uh, wall is I, it's the wall that's behind me right now i guess please don't break it <laughs> Breaking there's a whole breaking the fourth wall, right? So he knows that he's in a movie. He knows that he's a comic book character. He uh, he names apparently studio execs. Um, the other thing that they need is that they've got to sign off on it being like an R-rated film. Okay, it's one of those films that that like it's it's kind of along the lines of Kickass in the way that like in the sort of uh, gratuitous violence that exists. So I would like, and given how poorly Kickass kind of especially kick ass 2 kind of did it's it's a hard sell so but I, I think deadpool is is so internet famous right now that the entire internet will go to see that movie it's true yeah. it's true now before i forget I, I wanted to point out some some things in that trailer that um we may have missed uh is is some of the some of the people we see are are kind of like you know the ooh that guy type thing. So you see Bishop, Sunspot, Blink, and possibly Thunderbird. So those are all you know X Men or X Men related characters that we haven't seen in the movies until now. Yep. So it's kind of neat to see them. Yep. Uh, you know, again, who knows how much screen time they'll actually get? That that, that may be their screen time right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, it's 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 hard to say. Like it's. Um, like we don't we don't know much about the about the movie. Uh, we don't really know much about the script. Uh, it's it's one of these things where they really need it to go well because otherwise, I feel like if this movie doesn't go well, there's not much there's not much future for X Men. I think in its current form. Okay, so part of me hopes it goes well, and the other part of me hopes it goes poorly. So that more so that Fox will say, "Fine, we don't want this anymore." Marvel, you know. Pay, pay us some money, get take your rights back, do what you want with the movies. And then Marvel will be like, okay, and they'll release good good movies instead. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So, let's talk about some tech news. All right. Um, so, I have this thing. This thing has been going around the internet in the last couple of days. Uh, I keep seeing it everywhere. And it kind of annoys me a little bit. I don't know. It's 
it annoys me probably because it's got Motorola involved in it. I'm not a big fan of Motorola. <laughs> uh, so this thing is called Phone Blocks, right? Uh, and it's it's like all good uh, good products. It is uh, it has a misspelling like in the title for <laughs> for uh, so that they can stand out. Uh, this one is missing a C, so has all the vowels, just no C. Uh, okay. Phone okay. blocks. It's a. It's uh. It, the tagline for it is a phone worth keeping. It's essentially a phone that's like kind of Lego, I guess. Uh, that's the best way to describe it because what you do is you have uh you have a base that you build your phone around, um, and then all the little bits that your phone would have, like like a Wi-Fi antenna or a Bluetooth antenna. Uh, your battery, your screen, uh, your and all the various other things. Like you might have something that has a speaker or a camera or an SD card or something like that, right? Uh, all of those things that you would normally have in a in a phone, which would be all built into the one, you know, or two uh, two motherboards, I guess. Uh, they've all been in this particular idea. Everything is separate. Um, so each one is, you know, an individual brick of of whatever size. Right. Um, and the idea behind this is that you can uh, mix and match each of the different bricks so that you can get your perfect phone. Uh, and if one breaks, like let's say you break your screen, which is essentially one giant block, uh, you can take that screen off, toss it, get a new screen, put it on, and your phone is exactly the same. Okay. Because all that you've replaced is the screen. Uh, and makes it very easy to do. That's kind of a cool concept. Uh, I am concerned. I like it, it concerns me, uh, like how they would go about this because, uh, like the the concept itself is cool because it does mean that you can have a whole bunch of companies working together to to create essentially the perfect phone. Uh, I mean they they show a whole list of 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 uh, like ideal uh, logos. When they in in some of the videos that they they've done, you know, for instance, you could have, uh, you know, Marshall, the company that creates like guitars and guitar amps and stuff like that, uh, they could produce a speaker block for the thing, right? And you know, they could create the best speaker block that that exists, and so you could have this top of the line speaker block. So if you're really interested in music, you could you could have a phone with you know one of these blocks, and you could you know do a little less with the you know the Wi-Fi or the Bluetooth or whatever, and you might have a giant big storage block or whatever, and so you could you know create a create your perfect phone. So the idea there is that you know certain companies would do what they do best, produce a block for this this uh, phone system, I guess, uh, that essentially makes you know that could be the best of breed, and so you essentially have a phone made up of a hodgepodge of parts, you know from you know, companies that are doing the best of that particular thing, you know, the best Bluetooth antenna that gives you the best range and all that sort of stuff, best, you know, power usage or whatever. Right. Um, and that's that's a really, like, it's a really high concept. Um, my what my my concern here is the execution, right? It's the, it's the whole idea of, um, I don't think these, I don't think a lot of these companies can play nicely together. And then also, I mean, you look at like, you, you just have to look at the PC market on in, for this, right? Because I mean, this is essentially where this idea has flourished the most. Um, you know, when you're thinking of uh, 
designing a system that is modular and can be assembled essentially by uh, people that are out in you know in the, you know by the general public uh, so that they can have you know the best hodgepodge of parts like that is essentially what a PC is right, right. Um, I mean you do, a lot of people don't typically don't buy them like that um, because a PC tends to be more difficult to put together than one of these is essentially supposed to be uh, but I, I feel like that it's a very high concept and it's a, it's a very uh, interesting idea but uh, general the general public I feel like the general public wouldn't necessarily take to it mostly because they wouldn't understand it well, have you have you read anything about it uh, a, a little because like you I guess I, I've seen it pop up like in every blog that I follow um, but see I, I I have I can see two issues with it um, the first is that even his concept looks really ugly like it is oh yeah no it, it, it is, looks really ugly it is hideous and it is huge as well like which is the exact opposite of you know like where the market's going you know well i guess some of the market is kind of going towards like the you know galaxy note style you know giant phablets but not every yeah but i mean even they look good right like they look well because they, they're curved yeah they're like they've they're designed as a system that like is all designed to be compact this thing like it looks like a brick yeah like it really does uh like it is neither thin nor sized very well like it's it's ridiculously thick uh and it seems to be really big like it just doesn't seem like it would make any sense at all and look i i mean this this whole idea like i said it's very it's like it, it's an it's an I- very interesting concept but yeah, it is it is ugly as like it is possibly the ugliest looking phone that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, you, and do you know what the the other thing the other issue I can see with this is what is that? Okay, how much is this going to cost? Because like the, the reason people build their own PCs is because if they put the effort in, they can get a, a system for you know a quality system for cheaper than they could for just buying it just pre built from somewhere else. I get the right, feeling right. this is going to be the the complete opposite way. Is you're going to be paying more money to get the ability to customize. Yeah. See, the, I think the other thing about this particular phone is or this particular system is that the idea is you build it once and then that's it. You have it forever. And then when, like, if a system, if one of the blocks breaks, then you replace it. Or if like an upgraded block comes along, then you can upgrade just that block right right so let's say you build your phone like this year and then next year they release a new cpu block or a speed block or whatever they call it um in the video like they used they used really generic non-techy words uh in the video so (laughs) what the the idea is is that you could replace this entire just this one block and then everything would work continue to work the same but the thing is the thing is is that like that's that sounds really great as a concept but i mean that is not how like how the pc market has worked uh when you want to go and upgrade your your cpu you have to make sure that you have the right slot like you got to get the it's got to be the right you know the right connecting pins and the number of pins has got to be correct and it's a specific like they have specific names for each of the slots and so you can't just get a cpu like a one chip that will go into any slot 
you have to have so you have to have the right motherboard. So if you want to upgrade to a a chip that has the right like that you the chip that you want, then you might need to upgrade your motherboard at the same time, and then it just kind of balloons out from there. Um, I feel like this is a sort of, this is the same thing that's going to happen. What happens if they decide to change the design of these blocks? You know, in five years' time, then that like you're still essentially only lasting five years, and sure, sure you can probably get like you, that you you might get a couple more years out of out of this thing than you would out of a regular phone but then again if you look after a regular phone if you actually look after your regular phone it will last you more than a couple of years yeah. like it will last you like it will last you four or five years easily there are still people out there that use like iPhone 3G and 3GS and stuff like that i mean they don't they're slow now but I mean that that's only because you know that that's only because yeah. software has changed and stuff like that. Well, and, and again, it's one of those things. Um, so, so say you went to, um, you know, you you went and you you went and got a phone from you know say say Apple, or you went and bought you know individual Apple parts that you could possibly combine. Which one do you think is going to end up being the better quality product? I, I would say the one that they've spent all their time designing and saying. We've made sure all these parts work together properly, and the software right. software knows which parts you're supposed to have in here. Not well, you know. We had to code for you know seven gazillion different combinations of of you know what's connected to what, and you know all that all that kind of thing, and have to make sure it all works the same way. Which means you get the the lowest common denominator version of of the software. Right, and this is why a lot of systems, like most people, buy systems that are just like uh, that are pre built. Because there are things like drivers. So every single one of these blocks has to have a driver. And then every single one of these blocks that is made by a different company, let's say you have a Bluetooth block, right? And then you've got... So you don't just have one Bluetooth block. You might have several Bluetooth blocks that are all made by different companies. Now, they might all have slightly different drivers because they do slightly different things or they work in slightly different ways. You know, and then you go so far as like the storage block, right, or the, the you know the CPU itself, or you know this or the SIM card reader block. They all have they like they all have to have a driver. Um, it's you know that's the software that tells it how to do what it does. Is the phone going to ship with all these things? Is the block going to have a little bit of storage space on it so that it can provide that when you plug it in? Right. You know, there there are so many things that are that you know that are uh, that have got to be taken into consideration here, and I think the big, the major, like the major thing about this is right. Phones and uh, phones these days are so small and so slim and so you know so compact, uh, while also being somehow enormous, like the Galaxy <laughs> Note. Uh, um, like the the way that they that the way that they do that is that they make use of a space as best they can like that like they won't just put you know they they will fill every nook and cranny of that thing right you know like you, you, all you have to do is look at the way that like for instance apple put together a phone they build like like the the actual phone stuff is it only takes up like you know maybe maybe a third of the actual space um and then the rest of the thing, they just fill it. Like, it's just like they pour a battery in there because it just, like, it fills all the rest of the space. Yeah. And there is no way that you can do that with this uh, because each block has to be an individual block size 
uh, in this particular case, it looks to be, it's hard to say, like they look to be maybe a centimeter wide, centimeter high for for an individual block size, right? And then each block is based on, on you know, multiples of that. That's not going to, like, that's not good use of, of the space. So you're going to end up with a phone that has a whole lot of blank space in it, which means that the phone is larger. Uh, and it, like it's, and <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so ugly. It is just so ugly. It's not like just because it's square either. Cause like I, I use the um, Sony Xperia Z and like, that's a square phone, but it's a nice square phone because it's, it's designed in such a way to, you know, that you, you're, you don't, you're not just holding a block, which is unfortunately what you'll right. be stuck with here because it's not like they can go. Oh well, we'll we'll curve the 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 Wi-Fi Wi-Fi antenna. Well, no, you can't do that because you don't know what if what if your Wi-Fi antenna is in the top left corner, but mine's in the middle center, and you know someone right. else's is in the you know bottom right two things over. You know. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's one of these things where they're never going to be able to produce a really really good looking phone from this um, because it's just the way that it works. At, at least on like PCs, right? They have like it goes all goes in a case, so you can like you might have ugly bits and pieces. Which let's be honest, like computer internals, not not great to look at. Yeah, unless you're unless you're like a super geek who just loves looking at circuit boards. But it's you know it it just looks like it looks messy, right? And most people's the internals admit for most people's computers are cables going everywhere and big fans to like to cool everything down and all that sort of stuff. Like you can and you hide all that away, right? You can buy a really nice looking case and you can you can just and it's gone. Like all the ugliness is gone. You can't really do the same thing here. Like I mean, it's because the only. All you're gonna do is add bulk to your phone. <laughs> your phone. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be even bulkier, uh, and it's already like it look already looks bulky, um, and it's already gonna have a whole lot of wasted space inside of it. Um, I think that, like, I think the co- the concept itself is really noble, and I understand what they're trying to do with it, with the whole open system and and all that sort of stuff. And let's be honest, it's probably going to end up running Android. Yeah, I feel like they may have said that somewhere. Well, I I think it's pretty much a guarantee given that it's been, that essentially they've partnered with Motorola. Yeah. Uh, or at least at this stage, they've part, they partnered with Motorola. Um, but also, like, I mean, there are, there are a few, like, I mean, there is a few mobile operating systems that are out there at the moment. Uh, but I hardly think that this thing is going to end up running like Firefox OS. Like it's more likely that it's going to end up running Android because that's it. like it's a it's super cheap, and b it's something that lots of people work with yeah. uh, already. Um, and there's every ch- there's every possibility that you'll be able to put whatever operating system we want on it because that's how the phone is built. Uh, but I mean that doesn't like that just is going to make their job even even more uh, difficult. I think. Uh, and I, I mean, there's never going to be any sort of situation where you can, like, you can perfectly tune your phone either. Like, it's, I feel like in in a day and age where we kind of uh, people are wanting, you know, the average consumer wants things to be fast and small and out of the way and to not, you know, get it like and to basically provide them with an experience that is not, uh, doesn't get in their way that you know that basically gets out of the way and actually just does what they want 
want it to do. Right. Um, this adds a lot of complexity where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing is this would only really work if everybody joined in. Right. Um, because I think even even within this, like, so even if we go phone blocks, blokes without a C is the greatest idea ever. Who's to say, you know, um, there won't be another, you know, Samsung doesn't go off and make uh, phone blocks. And then, you know, so half the companies go over there, half the companies go on this one, and you end up in the exact same situation, except you're still paying more because you get the customization options. Right. So essentially what we're, what we're trying to do, what they're trying to create here is, is a standard, right? I think the, these guys, the, the guys that have come up with this idea, uh, they have no desire to actually produce all the working parts by themselves. The whole idea is that a whole bunch of other companies will produce the parts for it. That's a huge undertaking, and in order to get that working, they're going to need a lot of support, like a lot of support. And that's even regardless of whether or not it's actually a good idea or not. Um, like I said, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's, it's worth, like, I don't think it's worth it only because of like the amount of space that you lose uh, due to like the smaller they make their components doesn't matter because all like because the 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 bricks are only of us like are only a specific size anyway right um so the whole like that whole i mean that doesn't make make it any better or worse it's just one like it but then you've got you you add on top of that that all the different companies are supposed to create these new like create blocks that fit this new system and i don't i don't necessarily think that that's going to take off anytime soon um, so many companies, so many companies are going down the going down the route of, okay, we need to control th- every step of the of the way because it makes it a lot easier for for us to produce this product. Even Microsoft doing it, like they're going down that route, yeah, because because it's been so successful for Apple, um, that because it makes it makes their like it locks a it locks you into their their eco ecosystem, so you which is you know something that companies love. And I mean, and also like that, it's it's one of these things where like they have good control, like they have tight control over over creating stuff, so that they can make it as cheap as possible because they want it to be cheap. Like they want things to be as cheap as possible, regardless of whether they sell it cheap. <laughs> exactly. Because the cheaper the the cheaper that they can make a product for, the higher that the margins that they can they can get on it. Because they can like they're not gonna you know if they can make a phone for two hundred bucks that is as good as the iPhone, they're not going to sell it for 200 bucks. They're going to sell it for the same amount that you sell an iPhone because margins and we want, like they want to make money because that's why they exist. Well, they'll sell, they'll sell it for 50 bucks less than the iPhone. Yeah, that's true. They'll, they'll sell it. They'll, they'll match the price because the expectation is if it's 50 bucks less than the iPhone, then it's probably as good as the iPhone, but it's also cheaper. Yeah, Exactly. There you go. So there's that whole that there's that whole whole thing, and then that's and that's why companies love to build things like uh, love to control the entire product. The thing I, I think, given that we're probably getting close to being to running out of time, and I've basically just been yammering on about this for the last twenty minutes or so, to kind of wrap things up, I'm going to just basically state what I said at the beginning. It's a really great concept and it's a really high concept thing. It's great because it means that it's flexible and open and all that sort of, you know, all the all the good buzzwords that are out there. It means that the user has 
great control over the sort of device that they're getting. So if they want more storage, they can just plug in a block, right? On the other hand, it's going to be really difficult to make anything that looks good. It's going to be really difficult for them to actually get any companies on board to actually produce the blocks or rather produce blocks that are going to make people want them. Right. Where, you know, where, where, where bigger companies like, like Nokia, well, not Nokia anymore, you know, Microsoft and, uh, and Apple, they can, or like, they can just go out and, you know, make and, you know, buy all of the components that they want because that's how they work. And you know, they, and produce a particularly good phone. I don't necessarily think it's going to be as cheap either, and that's that's one of those things. Like, it's going to be really difficult to make it economically worthwhile because, basically, when it comes down to it, like they have no control over that. And uh, a brick, you know, each brick is going to be is going to end up being various different amounts of pro- uh, various different amounts with its own margins built in. Right. And uh, there's no way that you're going to be able to buy one of these things as cheaply as you would be able to buy an off-the-shelf phone, or at least not at this stage. Yeah. The end result is this might be great in like 10 to 15 years when components are slimmed down enough that you can. Ba- this is basically ends up being something you slide inside of another case and you don't see any of this stuff. Right. But at this stage, it's not like it's for all the people who are kind of looking at this and going oh this is the future of phones yeah not at this stage yeah it, it still um, definitely has a long a long way to go but it's, it's a, it, it is a long long way off this is the sort of thing it's kind of like when you see like every now and then i'll see like medical breakthroughs right like the other day like if well, it wasn't the other day it was more like maybe a month or two ago we saw i saw something about you know how They've they, they're able to now regrow parts of teeth based with with certain with a certain technique or something or other. Like that's the sort of thing that you know it sounds really great. Like is oh yeah it's a real breakthrough, but we're not going to see that for the next ten, fifteen, twenty years maybe. Yeah. You know, and and then there's going to be a whole other market to contend with. This is exactly the same thing. It's it's a product that is really high concept, but until they can actually make it feasible, uh, you know, and and improve on the size of the thing, uh, and improve on the look of the thing, they got it's not going to go very far because it's one thing to say, yeah, I really like this concept, but it's a whole other thing to fork out money and say, yeah, I want to have this in my pocket all day long, every day yeah. of the year, so. I guess we'll see how it goes, like everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we say that a lot. We do. We do. But, I mean, it's one of those... It, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a fair thing to say, especially with things like this, because, I mean, I think we've covered off... We've covered it pretty well, or I've, you know, I've, yeah, I've complained about it pretty well. Um, <laughs> but... And, and I mean, there's sure. Like, if if people are interested in this this idea, then they can go and look at the website. The website's obviously in the show notes, and they can kind of they can check it out. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think this is something that we're going to see on the on the market anytime soon. And even if and if they do put it on the market anytime soon, it's going to be premature, because the phone that I'm looking at on the website is not something that I could see any of my friends buying, let alone me. I'm I'm crazy picky about my phone. I would not touch this with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. But 
you know, neither would and neither would you know other people that I that I know that you know are all about like you know open software and Android and stuff like that. Like they love that sort of stuff, but either, I I couldn't see them touching this mostly because it's ugly. Like it, I wouldn't even build a house made out of this. I just ah, oh, so ugly. <laughs> All right, just just put it out of your mind, Jelly. <laughs> I got I got to change tabs so I don't look at this thing. There we go. Blue. I can see just blue now. What time is it? Oh, we've probably got five minutes. Do you want to talk about something else for five minutes? Yeah, I'm you want me to talk about Kindle. Let's talk about Kindle for five minutes. Yeah. Okay, come on. So end I, the show I on a bit of a positive note. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've um. Have you heard of the the Kindle Matchbook program? I have. I I heard about this. What was it like a month or two ago? Yeah, the, I don't know. I don't think we talked about this yet. I feel like we we wanted to once no. or twice before, and because it's always been like on the bottom of our show notes, we always push it away because we run out of time. Um, yeah, but for, so so for for those of you who aren't, aren't aware, it, essentially Kindle's or Amazon has said they've worked out deals with certain publishers to say that any book that you've purchased the physical version of on Amazon, like, so actually from Amazon, not from a third party. You know, and made out of paper. Yeah. So that's why I said physical. Physical. Yeah. Yeah. Made out um, of trees. Yes. Dead. So if you have any dead trees with words written on them, um, what, what they've done is, is, is first at this point, I think they have 70,000 books in the program, but what, what you'll do is you'll get the ability to get the Kindle version of the, of the aforementioned book for $2.99 or cheaper and possibly free, depending on the book. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, I, I went and I, I think it like just just came, came uh, became live like within the past day or two. So I, I just went and checked. And all the books that I had were that, that I had the ability. I think I had four. And I, I've, you know, on Amazon, maybe I've purchased, you know, 20 or 30 books over the, over the, the whole, my whole lifetime of Amazon but only four of them were available on Kindle versions and none of them were books that were for me they were all gifts for other people <laughs> um so they, they none of them were things i was interested in and they were also all 3 bucks and i was like well for a book i don't want to pay any money for a book i'm not interested in let alone 3 dollars <laughs> right but again it's only 70,000 books that are available out of what I don't even know how many Amazon would sell, but I'm going to take a while to guess and assume it's a lot, lot more than 70,000. Yeah, I, I dare say it's a lot more. There are millions oh. of pr- books produced every year, let alone like books sold on Amazon because they would sell like a back catalog of books as well. Yeah. And and of course, the, the books, uh, I guess the books in the program, like it's not really dependent on Amazon at this point. It's dependent on the publishers agreeing to this type of thing sure um so it's not like oh i can't believe amazon doesn't have my book you know in the kindle version for cheap it's no no it's i can't believe the publisher isn't letting them sell it to me for cheap uh but it's still like this is uh, obviously even even if none of the books i ever get i you know are are good or you know ones that i actually want it's still it's still a positive thing to do and and honestly this is one of those things that i think should have always been the way like you you know whenever i i I don't understand why it was it it wasn't always like this that you know you go and you you bought a paperback version and for a couple bucks more they throw in the kindle version so that way you know if if you have a kindle you can read it there like you know if, if your wife reads the kindle and you read the actual book you know it's fine you both you both have a version of it and it's you, you've already bought the book, so it's not like you, you know you don't have the. It's, it's not like you know they're not getting something out of you for, and then th- they're essentially throwing in you know data for free. Right. 
Look, I, I think it's an excellent thing. Um, I am a customer of iTunes Match. Very similar name, strangely enough. So iTunes Match is is Apple's uh, music, cloud music system, kind of. Or it's one part of it now, I guess, with iTunes Radio out. Uh, so iTunes Match, what it does is you, like any music that you have on your computer, whether it be from coming from CDs or stuff that you've gotten from friends or, or whatever, uh, it will it will go through your music library that you have in iTunes and it will figure out whether or not it has it on in the iTunes servers. If it does have it, then your copy, um, like they'll basically make available to you for free. Well, not for free, but you know, you pay a subscription. So, but then right. with the subscription paid, which is a yearly, it's a yearly subscription of about thirty bucks, and then with that, you have access to uh, the high quality iTunes versions of all these songs. So essentially, you could have you know gotten a really crappy version of. Um, you know, of your favorite song. Let's say your favorite song is the Macarena and you love that song so much, but so the copy that you've got is is really, really distorted and not not great. Because uh, I've listened to it so many times that I, <laughs> I that, that as it happens in MP3s, right? You know, they, yeah. they, they just they <laughs> I don't fall think apart. that's how it works. <laughs> but let's say you've got a, like a really low bit rate or something. Uh it will replace the it will replace that track for you with with the high quality iTunes version. Assuming that they have the Macarena, and I haven't actually gone and looked, but the concept is there, right? And if they don't have it, if they don't have that track, then what they'll do is they'll actually upload that to the iTunes servers and store it for you there, so that you've got a like a, a backup in the cloud of all your music, uh, in as high quality a version that the, as they can possibly muster. So, and regardless of where you get it from, like I said, you can you, you stick a CD in, right? You go down to your, your local music store. Do they even still exist? I don't know. JB Hi-Fi still sells CDs, I think. Um, so Not you many. go down there <laughs> and you buy you buy a copy of uh, of Miley Cyrus's latest album, and you stick it in your computer. And uh, my computer and suddenly will... grows a tongue, sticks it out, starts twerking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but also. While it's doing that, it will uh, it will find the copy from iTunes and match it, thus the name, uh, and basically make that available from the cloud for you. And essentially, you don't actually have to rip the, the music. Like, it will match the song and then, like, it will download it from iTunes so you don't actually pull it off the CD at all. Right. So, and this this kind of sounds like Matchbook kind of, in a way, Sounds like uh, sounds like Kindle's version of this. Like, so it's the same thing, but with books. It, well, it's it's in the sense of you already own this. Let me just give you the the other version of it for, for you know for for cheap or free. Right. Um, so the benefit of this obviously is that it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have a yearly subscription. You basically buy it and then you have it, uh, yeah. or you download it for free and then you have it. But I mean, there are less. There are obviously there's a. They have less titles than than they actually have physically. iTunes is great because basically the entire iTunes, like the entire library available from iTunes, can be matched essentially. Right. Uh, on the other hand, not everything that you have, like not every book you have, can be matchbooked. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like the entire reason that they named Kindle Kindle was so that one day they could do this and have something called Matchbook. Yeah. Well, no, because don't forget. They also <laughs> it's have the, just too perfect a name. They also have the Kindle Fire, don't forget. Yeah, but it's not like the Kindle Fire is not 
is not as perfect a name, right? Like Matchbook actually says what it does. It matches books. <laughs> uh, like it's it's the perfect name, but also it has to do with like Kindle. I feel like this was planned. Um. Anyway, the whole point is like this is this sounds really good, uh, and it's certainly a positive thing. Uh, it's certainly something that is uh, that that. I, I would suggest that if you guys, if anybody's bought books from Amazon, like this is the sort of thing that you will should should definitely go and check out and see what books you can, what books you've bought, uh, you, you've bought the physical copies of, and see if you can get you know cheap digital copies of them, because you know one day, one day, Silverfish or some other scurrying creature will eat away at the book, the the physical book, and it will wear away with age. But digital copies, they like as long as you have them on something that doesn't, you know, as long as you keep them backed up, they will be there forever. That, that was deep. Got, it was, right, it was very right poignant. I felt. Mm. I feel like it was very poignant. So, uh, so what we'll do is we'll pull that out of context. We'll put it in in a trailer for the episode, <laughs> and then we've basically done X Men. That's true. Yeah. But I, I think as long as we have a scene where we're staring at one another, it's just like looking each other in the eyes, and you have to say, you know, I need you to hope again. Bean, Bean, <laughs> look at me. I need you to hope again. <laughs> Patience isn't my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Batman. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I only have one tough voice, and it's Batman. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your Batman voice. Good. Yeah. Well, Batman. That being said, I think it's about time we wrap things up. I think we're running out of time. I think we've run out of time. So. So, if you would like to read any of the stuff that we've talked about today, or read about it, rather. I always say read the stuff, but it's not like we've actually got like a transcript or anything. We should have, but we don't. If, if, you, if you want to get started on that, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you handle that. They're expensive, Bean. Like, <laughs> you can get transcripts done, but they're like hundreds of dollars an episode, and I don't have that kind of money. I don't think you do either. You, Even though you've got like super fast internet, that doesn't really help. <laughs> Well, that's where all my money goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to read about any of the stuff that we've talked about today, you can do that. Uh, we have show notes. They will be online at jellyandbean.co forward slash 49. Yeah. Now, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email. We have a website with a form. Uh, like we, we, I mean, we, we've got a web form. Anyway. It is jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Uh, so you go there, you fill out the form, send us an email, we dance, we laugh, we cry, we sing, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So uh, so do that. It'd be awesome. You can also get in touch with us individually. We are on Twitter. Pause for effect. Brandon is at brandroidattack, B-R-A-N-D-R-O-I-D-A-T-T-A-C-K. You always you always check to make sure that I get it right. Well, I do because Thanks. there was the, the one time when you missed the R, <laughs> just like the second R, and I was like, oh, I don't think that's how it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think I get it right now. Uh, you can also find me at on Twitter at Jelly Bean Soup. Thanks, guys, for listening. It is once again our great pleasure to yammer on in your ears. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week for our fiftieth episode. All sorts, of, all sorts of crazy things happening. We had our we, we had one year anniversary for us. 
It was our one year anniversary. Very and then special. now is our fiftieth episode, which which is also special. Uh, so we will we look forward to seeing you then, talking to you then, being in your ears, maybe a cuddle. I don't know. We'll see you then. Bye. Today is Friday, the 32nd. No, it can't be the 32nd. That doesn't make sense. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, the 32nd of October. Nice.